Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Today's episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast is brought to you by Poor Richard's Cafe and Star Local Media. Poor Richard's Cafe, Plano's oldest restaurant since 1973. They are open daily from 5.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., serving the three most important meals of the day, breakfast, lunch, and dessert. It is true Texas homestyle cooking made with love and grit at his Poor Richard's Cafe, located off of Avenue K in Plano. Welcome to another episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Welch. I'm the sports editor at Star Local Media, and I am being joined by Justin Thomas and Brian Murphy. Uh, gentlemen, let's continue our discussion of uh, let's cast some district MVP ballots. Um, so on, on Monday, you know, we broke down our, our MVP picks for, uh, for 6A, and now we're going to do the same thing over in 5A. We're going to go boys and girls talk about um, most, of our, uh, most of our 5A districts and, yeah, just talk about some of the, uh, some of the marquee players players in what has been a, another just star-studded season of high school basketball coverage. Who do we foresee getting the coveted District MVP award when all is said and done? Um, whereas on Monday we began talking about 96A, a district that has, you know, four or five players that, you know, can all make, you know, worthwhile cases for winning District MVP. You look at a... McDonald's di- All-American. Yes. <laughs> you, look at a, you look at a district like the 85A boys where you've had three teams that have been ranked in the state's top ten mm-hmm. all year. I mean, it's, yeah... I mean, what a uh, what a, this district has been every bit as uh, as competitive at the top as we as we kind of envisioned. But nevertheless, um, one player's got to get that MVP, or at least so we think. You know, obviously, you know, far be it from a district to uh, you know to not award a co MVP here and there. But that's not the purpose of this exercise. We're going to pick a one person. <laughs> I don't think you're going to get co MVPs in these districts anyway. Yeah. But. So let's start with 8-5A boys. As I said, whether it was Little Elm, Justin Northwest, the Colony, these are some of the best 5A teams in the Metroplex. Um, got one of the best players in the absolute country, though. Um, Brian, who do you think is going to win the MVP in the 8-5A boys basketball district? <laughs> I mean, first you got to look at like teams like Northwest. You know, you can't discredit those guys. Yeah. I want to throw them some love, you know. They have the big guy Freeman, the big monster. You have Avery Anderson going to Oklahoma State. Yeah. These guys would be MVPs in almost any other yes. 5A district in the state. Uh, and then you have the guys from the colony, you know, Bryce Okpo and, and you know, Luis, Luis Rodriguez, Rodriguez who has one of the most three-pointers in the state or in the area or something like that. Right now he's hitting over three threes a game. Yep. Coach Siegler told me that guy can shoot it from the parking lot. And so head coach Rusty Siegler from Little Elm. I can't see him shooting from the parking lot, though, because he's only like 5'6". That's crazy. That's <laughs> insane. Wow. <laughs> But then, you know, you, go, you gear over to, to Little Home, yes. and a guy that has outplayed and outperformed guys like Tyrese Maxey, uh, Avery Anderson, yep. just to name a few. Uh, that's, you know, R.J. Hampton. He's averaging 31 points per game. Last year's 5A player of the year in the state of Texas. Um, he's missed some games. He missed a, a couple games against Lake Dallas and Broswell. They lost against Broswell. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still took care of, of, of Lake Dallas, but he's still... Uh, I think he's third in the area in points scored, even though he's missed some games, but he leads the area in points per game, 31.5. He's going to have to ramp it up 
a higher notch yes. now that you know freshman phenom Trey White, who's averaging 16 and nine. Imagine aver- averaging 16 and nine when you have a player like RJ Stone on your team, you know, getting all the shine offensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's transferring. I'll have a story up that on that um, this week. Make sure to check that out. But you know, RJ is going to have to put up James Harden numbers. You know, he's, his scoring average is yeah. going to go up to 35 or so. Um, yeah, it's a team game and this and that. But when you have a team guy like RJ, it's going to have to skyrocket. Yeah. He's 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 the MVP, no doubt about it. There's no question. He's in the running for 5A Player of the Year again. You know, he's a top five player in his class in the country. It's you know, I could go on and on and on, but he's he's the MVP. End of discussion. Who do you think steps into that secondary role now? Because I mean, it's it really does change mm-hmm. the the dynamic of that team now. It does because if you look in previous years, you've had it was De- in RJ's freshman year, it was him and Devin Pullum. And Devin Pullum is now one of the key players at Eastern New Mexico, mm. uh, where Coach Siegler's son is the head coach. Yeah. Um, and then he graduated, and then you had Javian Williams last year. Yep. Kind of like Luis Rodriguez. He's like 5'6". You know, he'd hit three or four threes a game, and you know, he was like perfect running mate. A guy that could drop 20 even any given night, but knew that RJ was the guy. And then this year, you had Trey White step in and be the guy. And now it's like I don't think they have a, a, a guy that's capable of that, you know, scoring magnitude. You you know, you gotta have a guy like Brandon Crossley, who might be the best athlete on the team, probably the best athlete in the school, going to Colorado State for football. But you know, he's he's not gonna drop you twenty. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna put up Trey White numbers. But Coach Siegler told me earlier today, you know, it's it's gonna have to be a team thing. Yeah. You know, the generic, you know, everyone's got to do the role. Everyone's got to step up. Guys like Dre Rose, another football player who just committed to uh, Southeastern Oklahoma. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but he's going to have to now be a starter. He was their sixth man. <laughs> Do you really think one of us is going to correct you on that? Well, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure someone on the podcast, someone, someone from Little Island will be like, oh, some Brian, Brian angry <laughs> Golly. But, yeah, guys like Will Harris, another football star. You know, the, all these guys, they're really going to have to – to step up and if you know if they're right now they're in the driver's seat to win the district title without Trey White I don't know but this isn't a Trey White podcast it's it's an MVP podcast and RJ is going to have to be a really really special MVP down the stretch I agree I don't see any way that RJ doesn't win the MVP um Mm -hmm. I did see Justin Northwest play last week and I know you saw them play Little Elm I was curious Mm -hmm. if you had to pick an MVP just from that team because I when I saw them play like they're great team they have a lot of good players but nobody really stood out to me as not Avery Anderson I mean he had a good game but they had a lot of guys that had good games and I was just I've only seen him play once though so that's see they're a good all-around team but the the deal with them against Little Um when I saw them play Freeman the big six foot ten guy he was destroying Little Um in the first half okay so he but but he got in foul trouble he beasted on the boards when I saw him but from a scoring perspective he didn't really do much at all the game he's he he gets like the putbacks and the okay right how big is Bryce Opo like six six See, that's bigger than anything yeah. Little Lum has. Little Lum's biggest I mean, player is Will I'm Harris, guessing, but I would guess and he's like 6'6", six, six, but he's skinny. Yeah. So I know Bryce Oakpo is pretty stout, right? So, yeah, Little Lum didn't have an answer for, for uh, Freeman down low. I think he had like 9 and 8 in the first half, but he had three fouls. And then he picked up a fourth foul like right at the beginning of the third, and then so they played this almost the entire second half without him on the court, and then Little Lum, that's when they surged ahead, and Avery Anderson was just having to throw a bunch of – Junkie shots up, but he still put up over twenty. You know, like I said, Oklahoma State guy, D one, big time D one player. But I, I think without Avery Anderson, that team isn't isn't yeah. who they are. That's how, that that's their MVP in my opinion. Gotcha. On the girls' side, um, I don't know, Justin. We got the Colony that's wrapped up that district championship. They got some studs of their own. They just uh, yeah, who do you who do you foresee on the on the girls' side getting the MVP? Well, 
obviously they're going to win the district, so yeah. they're probably going to produce the MVP. Uh, Tamia Jones, junior guard, point guard, she's like legitimately a quadruple double threat when you factor in what she does defensively yeah. with steals. But, I mean, Jewel Spear is the MVP. She's scoring 23 a game. She's, you know, I've been here almost, oh man, almost 10 years. That's crazy. <laughs> but without a doubt, she's the best girls basketball shooter I've ever covered. Wow. Probably even seen. Like, hmm. I, There's been other incredible players that have come through, but in terms of just shooting the basketball in a jump shot, like she's number one. For me, from my from my perspective, and um, she's picked things up defensively this year. She's, you know, she's their scorer, so she's not asked to distribute as much. You know, Tamia does that more, but she's very capable distributor. She's flashy. She crosses over, like she passes the eye test. I don't. She's the MVP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just think of just kind of the moments that she's yeah. that she's had, and like I kind of intimated the same thing on Monday's podcast. Yeah. Like you just think in pro sports. And, you know, the MVP, whether it's, like, in the NBA or something, they always have, like, a few moments that just yeah. stick with you throughout the course of a season that when you're making your case, like, oh, yeah, I remember that. That was amazing. That's yeah. why they're the they're the best player yeah. in this district. And when you talk about Jewel, it's like, um, you know, you know, there's players when you watch the game and you're like, oh, like, he scored 23 points? Like, it doesn't seem like it. She's the opposite. Like, she's get, she gets her points, but she does it in, by taking over at stretches yeah. and just completely dominating the game and putting on runs just to put games out of reach or get them back in games. So, yeah. You kind of in concert with this, Brian? You see, like the, you feel like the Colonies, uh, Jewel Spear might be the... the oh, no doubt about it. No doubt yeah. about it, for sure. Um, how about Frisco? Let's see. Mm. Uh, let's talk some Frisco mm. ISD over in 9-5A. Um, let's, go on the, uh, let's go on the girls' side. Let's stick, girl with, side? Let's okay. stick with the girls' hoops. You have two of the best teams in the state, yeah. One Star and Lynn Liberty. And they they're play, set, they're they set to show down on Tuesday, yeah. so who knows? Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe tomorrow's, uh, or not tomorrow's, but uh, Tuesday's game might be a bit of a, a, bit of a swing game in this, in this race. But um, nevertheless, just kind of talk a bit about right now, where are you leaning as far as district MVP goes? So right now, so since we're recording this on Monday, Liberty and Lone Star play for, a sh- you know, if... Liberty wins, they'll both share the district title. Mm. Lone Star wins, they'll go 18-0 and 0 yeah. in district, win the outright district title. And that'll be because of Adriana Quezada. Yeah. Adriana Quezada carried the load the first time they played Liberty. You know, she was held in check, you know, the first half. Second half comes alive, scores like the last like eight points or something of the game. You know, hits the game winner at the buzzer in overtime. I don't have the stats from that game in front of me. But she single-handedly... You know, willed her way, willed the, the Lady Rangers back in that game, who were down by 15 in the third quarter to beat Liberty. Uh, she's averaging 17 points per game, you know, especially after, you know, having to step in with Mallory Adams graduating and having to take over that role. A lot mm-hmm. of pressure. But, you know, she's thrived, you know, as that team's best player. Uh, and then, like you mentioned, the moment. Like, you, you know, certain players have certain moments, defining moments of a season. Hers was her game winning shot. At, with like five seconds left yeah. in overtime to beat Liberty, yep. a team that should have won, you know, and, and that that that's that's what it was. And unless Liberty, you know, goes in and wipes them out tomorrow, and Randy Thompson, who I, is the other MVP candidate yeah. in this district, she is no doubt about it, right there. Adriana Quezada, the two best players in this district. Uh, if she goes out there and drops thirty and they blow out Lone Star, then you kind of have a different discussion. But as of right now, I think you got to go with Adriana Quezada. 
about on the boy side? Where do you lean there? See, it's between the same two programs. Yeah. You know, you have the defending district cha- or district MVP from 13-5A last year in Zion Richardson, who won it as a junior. And now this year, he's averaging 19 points per game. You know, he's another one of those guys. You you look at the eye test, and, you know, you see him, you look at him, like, yeah, six four point guard. This guy's a, a stud. This is a future, you know, D one college basketball yep. player right here. Uh, like I said, averaging nineteen a game. He Liberty. He has them in second place in the district. Uh, you know, and we look over at Lone Star, and you're like they're undefeated too, just like the girls, fourteen and zero. And you're like, who's their best player? I mean, is it is it this guy? Is it this guy? Is it this guy? Isaiah Lewis? Is it Julian Larry? Is it Marvin Mims? Is it you know Brock Zare will have a big game you know <laughs> out, out of nowhere? And it's like they're they're such a good team. They're so athletic, but I think if they do go undefeated, you know the, the MVP has to go to someone. And I think Julian Larry, who we've had on the podcast before a few weeks ago, I think he's their best player. Okay, and that name sounds familiar because he's the team's quarterback uh, on the team. Marvin Mims' name sounds familiar because he's you know future D one college football player. See so many offers there might be their two best players Julian Larry just dropped 25 on Friday against Heritage in a big win over against a really good Heritage team that has really good guard play and so for him to do that against a team with really good guards you know says a lot and you know they have to be rewarded with an MVP if they finish undefeated especially yeah so that is on that's a look at some of some of the potential MVP candidates including our picks for uh Colony, Lake Dallas, Little Elm, uh, Frisco ISD. I'm um, still got some more districts to talk though. Obviously, got some happenings over in uh, with McKinney North dominating over in 10-5A on the boys and girls side. Plus, uh, you know Mesquite ISD over in 13-5A. Um, we'll get to that in just a bit. But first, got to shine that student athlete spotlight in for this. Justin, you went out to the Colony to talk. They're just talking about the Colony and just what a what a great year for the boys basketball program. Um, two of the key reasons, uh, you know Bryce Ockpo and uh, Mr. You know can shoot from the parking lot himself, Luis Rodriguez, <laughs> and. Uh, um, yeah, you know, just had a chance to sit down with both Bryce and Luis to talk a bit about the Cougars' uh, just impressive season, and we will see what they had to say after a word from the sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Star Local Media. 14 newspapers and websites with a print distribution of 270,000 homes and monthly page views of 600,000 online. Star Local Media, your community voice for news. And now, let's get back to the podcast. Welcome to the Star Local Media Sports Podcast. We are being joined today by Bryce Ogpo, Garen Davis, and Luis Rodriguez, senior members of the state-raked The Colony Boys basketball team. Guys, thanks for taking a few minutes to join us today. Thank you for having us. You guys are all seniors. you got one more home game left. Just kind of uh, talk about kind of what the feelings going through your minds are right now as you guys are getting ready to play your last home game uh, next week. Well, like, for all of us, it's kind of, like, surreal. Like, it's crazy to think that, like, we're about to play our last game at the Colony. So, I mean, we just kind of want to give the city everything we got in our last couple games. Gary, what do you think? What's that? I'm scared that it's ending. Yeah, has and it, it kind of set in yet? or? Yeah, it has, but I'm just trying to just get through it, keep playing. When you guys um, think about your four years here and the time you guys have had with the basketball program, what, what kind of stands out to you guys the most? What are the, the memories that you guys feel like you'll be taking with you from here? Just how much I really love them. Your teammates and stuff? Yeah. Bryce, how about you? Uh, just being around my brothers every day. It's just crazy thinking it's about to end. So we're going to take every game one step at a time and just make a far run in the playoffs. You guys are competing in a pretty loaded district with you guys and a couple of Little Elm and Justin Northwest state rate teams. So what's it like just been playing in this district against quality teams like that? And how do you feel that's going to prepare you guys moving forward for the playoffs? I think it gives us an advantage because now everybody has to play the t- tough teams we have to. So 
some people's district doesn't prepare them for the playoffs like ours does. So even though we've lost a couple of close games, I mean, it just really is preparing us for later and trying to win those games. What were the expectations of the team coming into the season, and how do you feel things have gone for you guys so far? Honestly, honestly, just honestly real good, but in the beginning of the season, we really didn't know where we were going to be. But, like, going into the season, we knew, like, we got we gained more confidence. Mm-hmm. Was there any moment or game, uh, maybe non-district or early in district, where you guys really kind of got that belief that, you know, this is a team that could do something special? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, the games we've lost, uh, they've been one- or two-point games, so we know we can play and beat anybody. The Little Elm game, I know there was a lot of emotion. I, I know I saw you kind of down on the court afterward, yeah. Bryce. Just um, talk about that game and what it's like with the atmosphere and, and what that game was like. It seemed much more than just a, a district game. It seemed like almost like a playoff game, like season had ended or something. Yeah, well, it, it felt like a playoff game. It's just we wanted to win that game so bad, but we got another chance at it uh, on Friday. So we're just going to go out there and play how we know how to play. Mm-hmm. You guys are heading out to Little on Friday. It's going to be another crazy atmosphere. I was yeah. out there last year for that game. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something you really get up for? Would you rather be in a tough road environment, or do you like playing here at home? Tough road. Tough road. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Luis, how tall are you? 5'8". Five 5'8". Eight. Five eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a buck. Is there a ruler around here? <laughs> what's uh, what's your mentality? You know, every time you take the court, you're one of the smallest players out there, but you, you seem like one of the fire players out there. What's kind of your mentality, and how do you approach things when you get on the court? Well, when I step on the court, no one really expects me to do anything. So, what I kind of try to do is just prove everybody wrong, and I know that no matter what, my teammates got my back. So, they know they know how I can play, and they always got confidence in me. So, that's all I need. You guys have all been, you know, on the varsity for a long time now, but talk about some of the newer members to the varsity this year and what they're kind of bringing to the team and how that's helped you guys. I mean, the play from some seniors this year, like uh, Jalen Richardson and Devin Bell, they've stepped up big in some games and have really pushed us, even in practice, to get better. And um, Sean Matthew, Tay Mosher, Mm -hmm. uh, Keith Miller, some underclassmen, uh, they're stepping up too. Keith's playing a big role. Um, Sean and Tay are getting really good for next year, so I would, the team will still be able to move on strong. Do you all feel like this is the strongest team you guys have had since you've been here? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is it about this team that kind of makes it different? Why, do, why has this one been so successful? We're just, we're just more together, and we just know like that we gotta, we got to play hard for each other. So we mentioned the Little Elm game coming up, and then one more after that, and then you're into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. When you, what's it going to take for this to be successful for you guys? What? When you look back on it, what will have to happen that to, for you to be proud of how, how this thing finished for you guys? Uh, just really taking one game at a time and just living the moment, not not look ahead. Because if we look ahead, that's when it can end just like that. So we got to take one game at a time and just play how we play. Who wins in a one-on-one game between you all? Me. Sorry, I got. I got to take that one. Are you serious? I got to take that one. Because, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, you did, you did. yeah you go yeah. We all CDD though. So it don't Sounds like it needs to be settled on the court again then. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, thanks a lot for uh, taking a few minutes to join us. Good sorry. luck this Friday against Little Elm and moving on into the playoffs and hopefully finish strong for the Cougars. Thank, Thank you. Thank you.
Welcome back to the Stoke Media High School Sports Podcast. I'm Taylor Raglan. I'm being joined by Kendrick and Devin. We're going to talk a little uh, 8-5-A, 10-5-A, 13-5-A uh, to round out this podcast. Thanks again to uh, Bryce Ocpo uh, and Luis Rodriguez for joining us as the podcast, get, podcast uh, guest today. Um, I guess we'll start with 8-5-A. I mean, JT, I feel like in the first half, probably covered uh, the girls' side, especially with, uh, and, and Brian probably covered the boys' side. There's two pretty clear, I feel like, MVPs in that district um, on the boys' side, RJ Hampton of Little Elm is is kind of far and away the best player in that district. Another incredible season for him. Um, and then Jewel Spear for the Colony on the girls' side, kind of the same thing. They're going to win the district. Uh, she's their best player, kind of head and shoulders above um, pretty much Unanimous. everybody. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's pretty easy, but I, I do want to sh- uh, shout out some, uh, you know, I cover Lake Dallas, and, and there were definitely, especially on the girls' side, on the boys' side, you know, Lake Dallas 1-8 and eight in district play. Um, nobody in contention, obviously, with, with, uh, with a record like that. Uh, but on the girls' side, they're going to, Maybe finish in second place. They're guaranteed either the uh, second or third seed heading into the postseason. Um, and, and they've certainly had some girls that, that have had incredible seasons. Uh, juniors, uh, Dorian Norris and Joe Elliott are back, um, have, have played a lot of varsity basketball up to this point. It's still kind of doing the thing, especially Norris. Uh, seems like every time I go out there, she's threatening a double-double. Uh, just, you know, she, she controls the boards for them. She scores, not at will, but, but has done a really good job of, of getting to the basket. Um, How tall and, is she? Man, she's she's big, but she's not like overwhelming big. She's just she's just um, she's she's really good at using her body. She's really athletic, which I think helps. Um, really strong, uh, understands her body. I think is is part of it. Sometimes you know, in, in high school, it's people are still you know figuring out. You know how they're how they're supposed to play, how their bodies are, are best suited to, um, you know what they're going to do on the court and all that good stuff. But but she's definitely um, a really strong candidate. I'd say you know underneath Jewel Spear just because yeah. you know she's going to win the MVP and I don't think it's close. But um, Lake Dallas doing some really good things, especially on the girls' side. Um, some really impactful freshman point guard uh, Mackenzie Bus, which you know she is not she's not big at all. She's uh, it's crazy how springy she is for her size. She's had a really good year, um, you know handling the ball for them and, and getting inside and and uh, getting to the free throw line and, and all that kind of stuff so you know that's basically it for for 85a there, there's not much to say like I said it's it's pretty unanimous and in, in RJ and jewel um, you know shout out to, to the Lake Dallas girls for another good season and first year head coach Catherine Madison um, they're returning to the playoffs for the second year in a row but you know that's that's basically it it's it's gonna be a, a pretty easy decision I would imagine out there with what maybe yeah offensive <laughs> and defensive maybe a little bit tighter and and maybe like Dallas picks up some of those prototypes we'll see but as far as MVPs it's uh it's a wrap I think so yeah. let's move on to uh how about you Deb I mean let's see out there in uh, in 135a correct let's see what's going on in 135a um, on the girls side uh, Poteet uh, won the outright district championship um, you know there's some nice players in this district uh, Jordan Hammonds over at North Forney has, has been consistent for them um, you know Lancaster has, has had several different players step up for the course of the year uh, but as far as MVP goes I mean Poteet has two star guards uh to johnny perry and amaya briggs and they're really very very similar players they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're smaller guards but they're so active on the defensive end mm-hmm. um you know put, putting pressure i mean they're, they're the catalyst of that pressure defense that Poteet Pote has used <coughs> you know so effectively this year uh they can both shoot um 
And so it's really hard um, to, to kind of separate them because right. their stats are similar, their styles of game are similar, and they have a similar impact on the on the game. So um, I think you're looking maybe at Amaya Briggs just because she is a four-year starter, uh, getting the nod, right. a, a slight nod, but then I can see uh, to Johnny Perry as the Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, I was going to say. I, I think yeah. those two players, uh, when you look at this district as a whole, have, have kind of separated mm-hmm. and, you know, from the pack, uh, and those two is the key for, for why both teams championship. The boys side is a little bit uh, more muddled just because you have a Lancaster juggernaut over there with so yeah. many talented parts. Um, you know, Poteet's had a nice season. Uh, they're in line to make the playoffs. But, you know, Tyler Jones, uh, their senior guard, is, has been great. DJ Basie, their 6'9 uh, center, has certainly made an impact. But, um, you know, Poteet is more of a lot of a lot of role plays. They don't have that standout. I yeah. score twenty five points a game. Uh, type, type person, they have a bunch of guys that average between six and ten points. So um, really hard to see an MVP coming from that team. Uh, when I saw Kaufman a couple weeks ago, uh, they have a kid named Dylan Gunter who I was actually really impressed with. He's six ten, um, can, can bang down low, but really mm-hmm. smooth shot from the outside as well. Uh, you know, last I saw, I believe he was averaging close to twenty points a game. So he's certainly going to get consideration. But I think when you have Lancaster running away with this district, it looks like they're going to probably finish undefeated. Yeah. Um, and then it's just a matter of which Lancaster guy. Do you oh, yeah. Do. I mean, Mike Miles, Wade Taylor, they have yeah. different guys. that they, they probably have eight guys that can score 20 points. Oh, yeah. I, saw, know, them I, mean, play, I saw them play against Plano in, in uh, the DIC holiday tournament. And, man, it, it, it really wasn't even that close. I mean, Plano was missing um, some players, was missing their head coach, actually, with some family stuff over the holidays and all that good stuff. But at the same time, Lancaster is just, I mean, they're, they really have something this year. And it could be another case where you said, I mean, you were, you were talking about the girls' side where, you know, there's, there's a couple options and you end yeah. up just saying, okay, you're MVP and you're Offensive Player of the Year. And, <laughs> and there's really no difference, and, but here's your two superlatives. And, and I think it's going to be a matter of when they sit down to decide. Because, again, they they blown out opponents so quick that a lot of times these guys their starters aren't even playing in the second half. Right. Uh, so their numbers is kind of yeah. along with numbers, especially since we don't get to cover Lancaster on a mm-hmm. consistent basis. So I think this is going to be one of those where they get into that coaches meeting. Yeah. And, uh, they they oh they'll know. They talk to the yeah. Lancaster coach to say. Who do you think? <laughs> yeah. top Who's y'all's best player? Who's because, your MVP this year? They, Not even best player. They certainly have no shortage of options out there. Yeah. Well, I guess Kendrick, let's round this out with a look at uh, a ten five A and Old McKinney North uh, having a pretty good year, right? The Bulldogs and the Lady Bulldogs have already both clinched playoff spots, and they've been in the playoffs not one, not two, not three, but both of them are going to make their 10th consecutive appearance. That's pretty impressive for, as Devin knows, you always have a, a school that's good, like particularly at one school, but it's very rare that you have boys and girls overlap. Right. He's like, the boys are good, the girls are down, yeah. vice versa. So it's pretty cool for them to have that uh, decade of excellence. On the boys' side, the MVP, because the boys will uh, are basically a shoe in to win, win the district. I think they officially clinch um, tomorrow night. But I'm picking um, Brandon Frazier, who the crazy thing about him is he's a football player. Three-star recruits got 20 offers <laughs> as a football player. But basketball, he's putting them 18 and 10 a game. And their team's undefeated in district and has beaten everybody going to be twice. So I would think by off, off of those merits, that'll be him. Yeah. He's, a, he's a 6A monster. Can go get you a oop, get you some rebounds, and um, they they have a system where they kind of have a flow system like the Mavericks, where nobody's really the star, but eighteen ten is pretty impressive. Yeah. And then on the girls' side, they have a 
I keep playing that Mario Fields, who's averaging 28 points a game in district, but their team is on the fourth seat, so I don't think that she'll get it. It'll probably be on somebody from Denniston or Wiley East who I haven't seen play, but I know Denniston's been pretty good. They've been averaging like 60, 70 points a game, so somebody's scoring those points. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of points, especially on the, uh, in the girls' game. Yeah, so I don't want to sit there and, and mention, mention a name. I'm just using it as a process of elimination that right. the MVP has to be on that team for that that's winning in the district versus a first fourth place team. You know, Fields has put up some work. She's had four games over thirty in district, and she's putting up twenty eight point six. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the the Lake Dallas argument that I that I made earlier. There's there's girls that are having incredible seasons, girls that are putting up numbers that are yeah. extremely important to their teams. But yeah. Fields it could be an offensive player. Yeah, again. it's it's kind of always about that uh, that district title, or at least being up there. I think when it comes to MVP, I mean, yeah. it very rarely goes to. It has to be a pretty pretty rare occurrence uh, and a pretty special player to get it without that uh, without that title so I guess that's a cursory look at the yeah. the rest of short and sweet the rest of the 5A districts uh, thanks to our, our interview guests again thanks to the guys in the first half uh, thanks to you all for listening to the high school sports podcast and we will talk to you guys later looking to hire top talent in your community look no further than starlocaljobs.com our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.